1: In Mark chapter 8 and 9, the Lord Jesus is recognized as being the Christ. Then he goes on to unveil for the first time his death and resurrection. It's very significant that this unveiling comes immediately after the healing of a blind man in Bethsaida. Before the Lord Jesus unveiled himself, he healed a blind man. This indicates that in order to see Christ and his death and resurrection We need to be healed of our blindness. Today, we have a life study program full of enlightenment, so we hope you'll stay with us for the next half hour. This is Matt Miller with Dick Taylor, and Dick, it's really good to have you back in the studio again. It is good to be here again, and thank the Lord for this marvelous program. Dick, the Gospel of Mark is not really concerned that much with doctrinal points compared to the other Gospels, particularly Matthew. But it does give us a good illustration for our practical experience. Could you talk about this a little before we start?
2: Well, uh, I think, Matt, the main emphasis in this program is that uh, all of us need healed from our blindness, and our blindness specifically is in one direction. It's uh, recognizing, seeing, realizing who this marvelous person, Jesus Christ, is, not only his person, but also his work. We are very blind as to who Christ is in his person, in his commission. We're very blind as to the uh, preciousness of his work, his death, his resurrection. So there's a lot of focus in this program on this dear person, this commissioned one, and his work. And I think it's good for everybody to be clear again that the main teaching of the entire New Testament and the whole Bible is as we see in first timothy one three and four god's economy and god's economy is god's plan to fill us with christ god's way which is by dispensing himself in christ into us and god's goal to gain the expression of christ by making us the enlargement of christ my point is this god's economy is filled with nothing but christ christ Christ, 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 Christ. That's why we love the life study of the Bible, because uh, the life study of the Bible just brings you to Christ, this person, his commission, his work, uh, all that he is, all he's accomplished. And we get healed from our blindness by seeing this marvelous Christ uh, in his person and in his work and in his commission. And actually, that's where we're really the most blind. We just don't see who he is. We don't appreciate and really realize what he's accomplished. And I would have to say, apart from this ministry, this life study ministry that has been brought to us by the Lord mercy through Brother Nee and Brother Lee, I would be utterly blind. Maybe I could see a little tiny bit, but I thank the Lord for opening my eyes to see how marvelous Christ is, who He is, even as the Christ, and to appreciate His work, His steps. And this is what really, really heals us from our blindness. So we need all the help we can get. Again, as I mentioned just a minute ago, in God's economy, Christ is the center, He's the reality, and He's everything. We must see who He is, and we must appreciate the details of his precious work so that we could enter into what he is actually carrying out and cooperating with him for the goal of his economy, and that is the kingdom of God, and that's for his expression, and that's for his representation and dominion on this earth. So we often pray, Lord, your kingdom come, and we should pray this every day, but practically What's that mean? It may just be a statement to us. His kingdom comes by seeing who he is as the Christ, appreciating his steps of death and resurrection, and realizing this wonderful one wants to bring his kingdom by sowing himself into us as life and everything. Because in God's economy, nothing counts but Christ. So I hope that in this program, we would be all healed freshly. And if we're not totally blind, we all have some kind of hindrance. So may the Lord have mercy on us this morning, have mercy on me, on you, Matt, on everyone who's listening, that we would be healed from our blindness to see how marvelous Christ is, and we would also see and appreciate his precious work in death and in resurrection so that he could bring forth the kingdom of God in a very practical, uh, precious, marvelous way that we can really subjectively enjoy and experience and participate in. I hope this is a little bit of an intro, but anyway, what what a wonderful, wonderful ministry this is to show us God's economy with Christ as the center, the reality, and everything so we could be healed from our blindness, cooperate with the Lord for his kingdom to come. Lord, your kingdom come. <laughs> Amen, Dick. Well, I uh,
1: echo your word. That is a good introduction to the ministry here. Uh, let's go to Witness Lee for today's life study message.
3: From chapter eight twenty-seven. I would say to the end, in this last half of this book, what was dealt with was these three points. The unveiling of the person of Christ. And the unveiling of his death. And the unveiling of his resurrection. Three things. You ready? Who people say I am? Do you know who I am? Peter got to know you are Christ. The right way from this very juncture, he began to unveil his death and his resurrection. Just in these few verses, three items are unveiled. Amen. The person of Christ, his death, and his resurrection. But listen, even Peter saw that Christ was Christ. Actually, he didn't see. It's very interesting. I would call your attention. You go back to read the section right before 827. What was going before this section. The healing of a blind man in Bethsaida. Very meaningful. (laughs) Before the Lord was going to unveil himself, he did a healing to heal the brain. This means what? You and I need a healing before we see Christ and his death and his resurrection. Yet, Regardless, the Lord did a healing, these dear ones who are away still couldn't see. Who asked this to Jesus? They couldn't understand about his death and resurrection.
1: Dick, I've always been puzzled by this, that the Lord told his disciples repeatedly about his need to suffer and die, yet they never got it. Mm -hmm. Even though Peter did get the revelation
2: of who Christ was, how could they be so blind? I think we could say because they're just like us. (laughs) 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 I was thinking as we were listening to this portion, Matt, that uh, Ephesians 1, Paul makes it very clear, the Lord is speaking here, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the full knowledge of him. The eyes of your heart, having been enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Well, these two verses in Ephesians 1:17 and 18 indicate that we could be spiritually blind not recognizing, not realizing this marvelous person uh, and the preciousness of his death and of his resurrection. So again, I would just really like to thank the Lord for his mercy to us, his grace to us, to bring us the ministry of the age, to help us to have our inward spiritual eyes of our heart opened and to be enlightened and to be brought into the fresh appreciation of this marvelous person, Christ, and of his work in his death and his resurrection. And actually, this is the essence of our Christian faith. It's this person of Christ. If we don't see him, it's hard to be a Christian. If you don't really see his work in death and his accomplishment in resurrection, where is your faith? Our faith is mainly in the person and in the work of Christ. And I know... uh, Some years ago, Brother Lee helped us to develop a little summer school of the truth for junior high and high school, and one of the lesson books that was uh, used was The Person and Work of Christ. I thought, wow, this is marvelous. This is critical, but it didn't matter if you're junior high, high school, even if you're 70, 80, 90 years old, we need to be clear on the person and the work of Christ. So through this ministry and through the life study, We have really been helped to appreciate who this Christ is as a marvelous person with a marvelous commission and then his work in his death and in his resurrection and how he is not just an objective Christ, but very subjective, very experiential. Even right now while we're listening to this program, we can enjoy this one inwardly because we appreciate his person and his work in his death and resurrection. So, I think the answer your question, how can they be so blind? <laughs> well, just same way we are. We really need the Lord's mercy, and we need all the help we can get. Thank the Lord for the life studies to focus us on this precious person of Christ, and on his marvelous, all-inclusive death that solves every problem in the universe, and his marvelous resurrection in which he swallows up death, he becomes the firstborn from the dead, he regenerates us, and marvelously, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 45b, he becomes the life-giving spirit so that he can actually get inside of us, sow himself into our being so we could be regenerated to become the increase of this king to be the kingdom of God on this earth. Dick,
1: that's a good lead into our next portion with Witness Lee. Uh, Christ is so much the focus of everything you're sharing today and the person of Christ, the work of Christ. So let's go on, and Witness Lee is going to talk about more about Christ. Here's Witness Lee.
3: Now, dear saints, many of you have been Christians for years. Let me check with you. When you say Christ... What do you mean? What do you mean Christ? Well, all of this is an anglicized word. In Greek, Christos means the anointed one, the one who God anointed. Anointed according to the Old Testament type. It's always with a purpose. Anointed to do what? In the book of Mark. Christ, as God's anointed one, is to carry out one of God's great commissions. What it is this? It's not to be king, not to be prophet. No. But to what? To sow God Amen. into God's chosen people. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, you could see the anointed one's commission is to anoint us with God as the element to seal us with God and to be a pledge that God is our person. And this is a particular commission. And this commission is not to achieve the kingship. It's not to accomplish the priesthood. This commission is just to sow the triune God into our being, to impart the divine life into you and me.
1: Dick, I really enjoy the contrast here between God's economy and what God wants in Christ, Mm. and yet man's misunderstanding or man's natural concept in religion to want something great and outward. And I think the primary meaning of Christ, and I just just want to underscore that here, is Mm. that he wants to sow himself into man. Mm. It's like religion wants the Lord to be something big and outward, Mm -hmm. yet the Lord came to do an
2: inside job to get Mm. to sow himself into man amen that's right matt and as i was i mentioned on a program recently that this marvelous word kingdom is divided into two syllables king and dumb and he gains the kingdom not just by coming to rule us outwardly as a great king but by coming to become small enough in a sense to get into us just like food and to rule us inwardly so the king uh getting into the dumb produces the kingdom. He's the king, we're the dumb, and we need to see that the marvelous Christ is the commissioned one who took marvelous steps in his incarnation, crucifixion, resurrection, so that he could carry out his economy uh, not just in an outward way by coming to rule us in that kind of an outward uh, manner, but rather He went through death and resurrection so that he, as the life-giving spirit, could get into us just like bread or even crumbs, it says in Matthew 15, crumbs under the table, so that we could be filled with him as the king in an organic way, in a way of life. His way is not just outwardly to get a kingdom, but his way is to come into us as life, to sow himself into us as the life seed, and to constitute himself as the king into us to make us his enlargement and his increase and his reproduction and his testimony for his kingdom. So it's so good to recognize that the Lord, I like these words that Brother Lee used, sow, anoint, seal, and pledge. Mm. What does it mean to sow himself into our being It means he came as the anointed one. The Christ uh, means the anointed one, the commissioned one. And uh, this wonderful Christ, to carry out his commission, passed through death, passed through resurrection, in order to anoint God into our being, to sow him into us, just like oil saturating us. And to seal us with God, like ink saturates paper, (laughs) if you just keep uh, inkifying the paper, more ink, and there's more more ink, and then there's more saturation of that ink into that paper. Or if you could use a cotton ball, you could just saturate that cotton ball as you add the ink. This is God's way. To sow is to anoint God into us, is to... A seal God into us, by soaking us with God, and to pledge God into us as our unique portion for our enjoyment. I love pledge. Pledge in the Greek means foretaste, of the full taste, and the Lord sows himself into us as the tasty, life-giving spirit. You know, this verse says, taste and see. The Lord is good. What would we do if we didn't have Christ as the pledge, the pledging spirit? Oh, I don't know how we'd be able to go on, but we are highly motivated because we taste this Christ as the life-giving spirit because he's the pledging spirit. So in uh, Mark, it says clearly, especially chapter 4, that Christ as the king, the commissioned one, has taken steps through death and resurrection, in order to sow himself into us by anointing us with God, uh, sealing us with God's element, and, with, and by pledging himself into us as the foretaste of the full taste. And that brings me, Matt, to um, 2 Corinthians 1 21 22, which our brother referred to in his speaking. But the one who firmly attaches us with you unto Christ, and has anointed us is god he who has also sealed us and given the spirit in our hearts as a pledge christ is so marvelous as the commissioned one who took so many precious steps not to come to rule us outwardly as a king but to be the king within us subjectively organically sowing himself into us as the life seed anointing God into us sealing us with God and giving us a an unforgettable taste the pledge of the spirit to lead us to the full taste where we have become completely saturated with Christ to be his reproduction for his testimony for his expression and for his kingdom lord your kingdom come amen dick <laughs> let's go back to witness lee for the conclusion of today's
1: life study
3: the lord jesus didn't train Peter and all the other disciples so much. What he did was just to bring them all with him, all these blind, dumb, deaf disciples. By that time, they didn't know anything. They saw all the cases without any kind of interpretation. They didn't know anything. They saw. Then in 1 Peter chapter 1, This Peter says, we all have been regenerated through his resurrection. Just that one verse indicates Peter, in his first book, was no more blind. After the day of Pentecost, all his experiences with the Savior came back. Came back in a full understandable way. Amen. Oh, oh, I know. Hey, I know why my Lord walked march boldly toward Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. No, I know. I know. I was included in him. When he was dead, I was dead. When he was crucified, I was crucified. When he was buried, I was buried. When he was resurrected, I was resurrected. I was there. Now, after Pentecost, I fully realize that I have been put into Christ. How do you know this? Go to the epistles. The epistles are the interpretation of this background.
2: Well,
1: Dick, we don't have much time left for today's radio program, but it's really good, isn't it, that we have the uh, entire New Testament to help us understand like the disciples didn't when they were there with the Lord for three and a half years.
2: That's really true. And thank the Lord for the verse our brother referred to, 1 Peter 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his great mercy, has regenerated us unto a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. When Christ was resurrected from the dead, Matt, he became a life-giving spirit. This spirit is the spirit of reality. Then Peter realized, wow, all these three and a half years, the Lord was sowing himself into us as the disciples. And now, because he's become the life-giving spirit, he's regenerated us. I realize I have been put into him. I was in his death. I was in his resurrection. And today, I'm full of hope. So, Thank the Lord for his uh, marvelous person as the Christ, his precious death, and his uh, sweet resurrection to become a life-giving spirit to be the spirit of reality so that everything that he is, everything he's accomplished in his death and resurrection can be made real to us. Hallelujah. We are in him, and he is in us. Hallelujah, Dick. (laughs) Peter was... uh...
1: Obviously blind and not clear, but when he wrote that verse in 1 Peter one three and actually his entire epistles, he was not blind anymore. No more. He had the life-giving spirit, the anointing, and he was in God's New Testament economy. That's right. Well, Dick, thanks for coming into the studio today. We really appreciate you being with me for this program. I am very glad to be here. Hallelujah. Thank you also for joining us. We've run out of time, so I'm going to give you our phone number so you can contact us. It's 888 888- Life Study. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or you can write to us at Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send an email to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Dick Taylor, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today.
0: Millions of Christians have been strengthened in their faith through the ministry of Watchman Knee. In a recent release by Living Stream Ministry entitled The Overcoming Life, Watchman Knee sounds a call to the believers to pursue the normal Christian life that is hidden with God in Christ. The overcoming life is filled with truth, reverberates with hope, and brings the reader to renewed consecration. The Overcoming Life by Watchman Nee from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788. That's 1-888-543-3788.